This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We want to hear from you right now. Call us on 0208 123 1646 or drop us an email radio at homestale.net. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I hope... Ah, thanks, Ben. Well, hopefully you can hear us. Ben confirms that, that something's going right anyway. Um, we've had some uh, technical issues. Uh, that's why the intro didn't play properly, and that's why, uh, if anyone was listening into the stream beforehand, uh, things were going all sorts of crazy, and you occasionally hear, heard me saying the word test repeatedly. Um, but welcome to Homestyle Radio. Um, we'll be struggling on as best we can with the fact that we can't hear ourselves back and we don't really know what's being broadcast. That shouldn't be a problem, should it, lads? I've got Ben and Aaron with me. Hi, chaps. Hello. Hello. Mm, that's a bit of a, an effeminate hello there, Ben. What's that all about? Me all over that is Chris. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, okay, well, I'm going to uh, go away from looking at one computer and I'm going to go and look at another one so I know what we've got coming up on the show today. So bear with me one second. There you go, just like a professional. Um, I'm now not pointing at the microphone. This, these are the sort of things that we should have ironed out in the uh, pre-show. Uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I mean, coming, <laughs> coming up today, we've got uh, a review of the uh, wonderful uh, game on Tuesday night. Uh, great atmosphere, great great uh, occasion for the club where we've... First leg, you know, half-time, we beat Cardiff 1-0. Uh, I know Ben was there next to me at that game, but... Uh, but wasn't at Leeds. Um, it'd, be, it'd be pretty bad if you didn't know if I was next to you during that it game. Would. How much was, did you drink pre-match? I was quite drunk. But, um, <laughs> but uh, we'll also have a chat about uh, the Leeds game yesterday, which which will probably focus on the, the referee, which was, I mean, you know. Well, I, I won't go into it quite yet. Um, just so you know, I've got lots of wires tangled around my legs as well now. This is, this is going really well. It's going to be a good show today, guys. Good show. 
Um, there's a few things I wanted to sort of have a, a, a chat about, but obviously contact details first. If you want to talk to us today, it's uh, twitter.com forward slash whole radio. Include at whole radio with your message. Uh, you can message us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash whole radio. Uh, you could probably give us a call today. I'm no sure, no idea if we'll be able to answer it or will even work, but it's 0208 123 And of course, the easiest way uh, is email. It's radio at homesdale.net. There's a couple come in already, and I think we'll have a, a fair few more. And we'll get to as many of those as we can, but don't get upset if we don't read yours out because it's mainly due to the fact that I'm having a mental breakdown. Um, yes, it is true. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, ho- I also want to. I mean, people would have would have hopefully followed this during the week on Homesdale. That was there was an issue with uh, with our, one of our contributors, Ross, um, sort of being non-contactable for some time, shall we say? Uh, ho- happily, he's now got in contact with everyone. If, if you're listening, Ross, just wanted to say, you know, hope things are think things are a lot better for you, and uh, you know, we hope to still see you um, over in the UK when you're uh, available. Because um, I think you were planning on doing so. So, yeah, be great to see you, mate, when you get over here. And, uh, yeah, glad to hear that you're okay. Um, if you don't know what that is about, probably probably don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, all right. Uh, before we uh, go, get into the game reviews, we'll, uh, we'll have a little chat about one of the th- well, things that's happened today, which was the leaking of the badges. Now, I've not really been with it today. Um, in terms of, well, I've just been playing the Xbox, frankly, and I've not seen them. But, um, <laughs> That's not a good excuse, Chris. Um, yeah, it's rubbish, isn't it? So I've had a quick look a, a minute ago um, uh, at Ben's request. And, uh, I mean, obviously, there's been a, a few sort of tweaks here and there, and we're, we're told that there's nothing final at all about that. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't want to get too much into it. We'll probably have a, another show. Perhaps when we're not reviewing two games, we'll probably uh, go into it in a bit more detail. But, I mean, what's your early thoughts, Ben, on what you've seen? And obviously, the story was people have been been tweeting the pictures on, on Twitter and a few people had from the club had, had seen the tweets and asked how we'd got hold of them. Mm. Um, and apparently they weren't weren't meant to be online yet, as yet, but they are, and we've had a look at them. And a few of them are... Are horrible to say, the, to say the least and then a few of them are really nice and I think there's a couple to choose from there that, that would be good to use I think both on a commercial basis and you know on, on the shirts so yeah good, lots of good prospects in there I think yeah I mean obviously the one of the factors is that the current badge is not going to be an option there yeah um Aaron, I mean, you, you're um, obviously you're a, you're a youngster. So is Ben, but you're even younger than Ben. Uh, so the only badge you've really ever known is is the current badge. I mean, what's your what's your feelings on changing it? First of all, um, the the current badge for me is probably the one I like at the most. You know, it's very it's very different to everyone anyone else that's out there. But um, there, there are a few that I like. The shield, I want the one you mentioned pre-show. Well, it's sort of slightly American. It reminds me of Chesterfield's badge, but that's one I'm kind of liking too, really. Mm, okay. Well, I don't know how your microphone did that. It just got louder and louder and louder as you speak. That could be entertaining later on. <laughs> did it? Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. I thought yeah, I got yeah. past that. Don't worry. Don't, don't worry. It's fine. It's better than having you down in the corner. Under the Darling, it's bitter down where it's wetter. Just wait. I mean, we can't hear it back. Just wait nine seconds. Oh yeah, there you go. Hopefully, you'd have, <laughs> hopefully you'd have heard a tune under the sea, Baron. Under the sea. 
Do you think this works, not being able to hear what we're doing? I don't know. No, not at all. Not in the slightest. <laughs> it's a comedy factor, doesn't it? It's quite fun. You know, I can, I can <laughs> press very button. amateur. I can press button. On, on iTunes, just like to note now that on iTunes we're under professional podcasts. Yeah, I think it's... <laughs> just putting that out there. I think that was an error in, uh, in classification. I'm not sure how that happened. <laughs> yeah, but apologies for that. I think what it is, a uh, serious answer, is that it's a classification that we're about a professional sport, Ben. Professional sport. Yeah. Professional sports podcast. <laughs> yep, exactly. It's the sport that's professional, not the podcast. We're just so okay. yeah, No, true, yeah, I'll give you that yeah, one. You see? We're not professional. It's, it's an amateur professional sports podcast. There's <laughs> <laughs> no category for that for some reason. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, okay, I mean, of, of the badges, um, I'm, I mean, I don't know if anyone, anyone out there listening listened into our original badge-related show. There was quite a, quite a, you know, what's the word, a furor? Yeah, I don't know. Really? Yeah. Is that a word? That's yeah, one of them. Um, about the whole thing when that first came out, of course. But uh, at the time, we kind of we started with. Um, I started liking sort of one of them, and by the end of the show, I, I really liked the um, sort of the the shield shaped. Uh, I think it's called. It's, it's letter B. I think it is. Um, I kind of yeah, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards that. Uh, I'd like the, the the badge that kind of got released a little bit later on, um, like the circular red badge, which looks a little. It's like an updated version of ours with a you know with a. I quite like that. I, I you know I think the way that came out though is a little bit misleading because it came out separately from the rest and it kind of in a in a way seemed more of an improvement than it actually is because when I go back and look at it now, I'm still not quite liking it as much as I liked uh, liked be there. But um, mm. yeah, I don't know. I think it's a it's a difficult one. I th- when you, if we're honest about it, it's at the moment the majority of people are still resistant to change, aren't they? So mm, yeah. I think one of the things that that is is important. Obviously, like you said, a lot of people's only memory of Palace is the current badge, and that is the the epitome of Crystal Palace. And I think uh, the badges that show the least change will will be the most popular. Obviously, they said that we can't keep the current badge, and that there will be some sort of change. But I think. The ones that change the least, obviously, there's a couple that are just completely different to the badge that we've got at the moment. I think people people aren't liking those ones, and they'd like to stick with something that is kind of like what we know already. Yeah, of course, yeah, and um, I think when Steve was uh, was on last, he was talking about the fact that a lot of the people who who are against it clearly don't understand the, the, the full history of the you know of, of the badges at Crystal Palace and again we've talked about this before in the fact that you know the whole club changed its identity not yeah. not that long ago you know it, it's certainly yeah. in living memory um, many people will be happy to hear me say that um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know what I mean we, we were the Glaziers we had a different badge we had a, we've had different colours you know, it's, it's crazy really in some <laughs> ways to just to, to cling to something just because that's how you're used to it you know people will always be resistant to change and again I'm like I can feel myself doing the exact same thing. I'm looking at it thinking, well, why upset all these people? Why do that? But I think sometimes you, you have to take the emotion out of it. Um, I'm not sure. Again, I'm not sure whether people will ever be happy about it. But I, and I think in some ways it's the right thing for, for those who, who have bought the club to say, well, look, we're going to change it. Here's a set of options, but we're not going to give you the option to keep it behind badge because you're just going to pick that because you're resistant to change. So I think that's going to be a, a lot to do with it. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I mean, I suppose for someone like like yourself, Aaron, it's going to it's going to be tough because you're, you know, I mean, obviously you've seen the threads about the, the history of the badge badge changes, but yeah. you've never you've not witnessed it happen in your time supporting the club. No, that's true. The only other badge I've known was on the old. 
the 91 show it was just the eagle on top of the football mm. never got anything else but you know I'm not really mad at the end of the day it, it's just a badge isn't it get slapped on a shirt painting around the ground yeah you can get emotionally attached to it but you know at the end of the day you've got to move over the time haven't you you get left behind yeah that's it and like you say emotional attachment is one thing but the club's the important thing and exactly. I don't I don't think you can necessarily argue that the club the club is certainly symbolised by the badge but the badge doesn't define the club the supporters define the club so it's a, it's, it's a debate that will run and run and I hope that people you know the, the worry is always that an unpopular choice gets in by, by some way and I think that's one of the reasons that they're not going to let any old person vote on it it's just going to be members or season ticket holders um, Yeah, I yeah. think in, in some ways I think membership's 25 quid you can just imagine Millwall fans thinking hmm, what the hell I'm going to pay the 25 quid to become a member <laughs> and pick the worst possible option. But again, like, I mean, just to reiterate, I think uh, Steve Parrish said that all those badges have been designed by, by fans and, and people with experience in the industry. So we shouldn't yep. be, you know, we shouldn't think that there's any desire to, to annoy or to, you know, cause an issue. It's just something that, that, that they, be- that certainly Steve Parrish believes will help further the, the club, you know, in, in a marketing sense on and off the pitch. So, so in, interesting times ahead, and we'll certainly revisit that one when. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> yeah, even more professional when. Um, <laughs> uh, when you know when the the uh, announcement, official announcement, comes for people to, uh, to to sort of start putting their votes in. I think we'll have another you know decent potentially another extra show about it and have a have a bit of a phone and might be entertaining. Ring ring. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was entertaining last time in many many ways. Um, I think what we'll do next. Well, uh, we'll have a chat about that first leg, the the Cardiff game. Now, obviously, it was on TV, but uh, a huge number of fans packed themselves into Sellhurst. I think that's probably the way, the place to start, guys. What Sellhurst under the lights, just packed full of people. What what a night that was! Um, can't Aaron, be, can you? No, you can't. Aaron, you actually you went to this one. You got to get a ticket from Graham Burt, I believe. Who was a is a don't sound so surprised. Now. Well, <laughs> you know, as soon as you heard the word free ticket, you can contain your excitement. <laughs> That is true. Obviously, I'm sure you'd like to say thank you to Graham, so I'll let you do that. I did. Thank you very much, Graham. It's um, much appreciated. I hope everything works out for you. And uh, I don't know what don't know what that means, but anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> you, know, just... yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounded like he's got some sort of major issue or something. That's unfair, isn't it? Yeah, let's not let's not go there. I can't give that out. No. <laughs> right now, it would be uh, wrong. Yeah. No, I just. Um, yeah, obviously, they, like, Graham's a, a regular listener and contributor, which is uh, and it's great of him to have done that. So um, it certainly helps us in discussing the game. Uh, ben, you uh, you were there, you know. Uh, in well, you got a little bit shouty, didn't you? Ooh. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Well, for the goal especially. Yeah, um, emotion I, took over. I think I was, uh, <laughs> I was, you know, screaming my head off uh, as I do, and I, I just ran out of breath and energy and just had to sort of. And I turned around and Ben was still going. <laughs> you know, it's, it's quite an amusing thing to see. I don't, cause you never really sort of see what, what you're like when you're celebrating a goal, but because of my lack of physical fitness, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was able to come around and see, and see Ben in full flight. It was, um, yes, yeah, a maddening thing when we, uh, when we scored. And, um, I'll give you a chance. What was the thing you said to me as the set piece was lining up? Yeah, the, I've been telling everyone this actually. After the game, everyone that I spoke to, I told them. Um, basically, obviously, we had the set piece before and I said, turned to Chris and I said, right. Anthony Gardner back post one nil, bang! There he goes one nil. No Chris, Chris will vouch for me. Well, it actually happened, and we did try it on many, many other occasions throughout the. Rest of the- <laughs> 
So Glenn Murray's going to score with his foot here. He didn't. So. Well, he got given offside twice when it looked yeah, like. Yeah, he would have scored. Definitely would have scored. Damn ben, lost. you've got to predict these things more often, man. I'm going to every match now. Every match. <laughs> so, but in terms of an atmosphere as well, it was. You had the whole lower Holmesdale standing. I don't know what you're up to over in the main stand, Aaron. But um, kicking set. someone in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Need for that. <laughs> no, I mean obviously we had. Um, it, well, it's just a, a magical, magical experience, and you know, full goosebumps on some of those, um, some of those chants. And the thing that uh, um, we we talked about in the sort of ticket form, I think I've mentioned it on here before, was that little corner where, you know, obviously we used to have the away fans in that section, um, and you and the and the club kind of had this idea that if they moved the away fans, not only did it help with the policing costs and the segregation issues and all that sort of stuff, but also that that eventually they, we could fill in that area and create like a little corner and noise, and that really happened. You had the um, the Homesdale merging with the Arthur Weight, and it's just mad. It, the the Arthur Weight when it's full, it just adds so much to the atmosphere. Mm. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, obviously, it's not the most uh, appealing of stands in some ways because it's expensive and it's it's one of the older stands but i think for atmosphere having that big old roof and you know those rickety old seats that now it's make, <laughs> make you not want to sit down that's you know it's a, it's a great old stand for that and i say it was it's one of my favorite experiences and we've had a lot of those um this season we you know we've had we've had winning at old trafford we've had been the first team in the league to beat brighton at the amex we've had going on um, New Year's Eve going up to Millwall and uh, embarrassing them, although not quite as much as Birmingham did at the weekend. Hey, Millwall. Hey. Fail. Millwall, everyone's been saying on Twitter. It's been amusing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah I, what, what, what an experience that was. And I think, given the circumstances, which we'll obviously talk about the game now, the actual you know physical. Um, effort that the guys had to put in particularly those who had who'd been suffering with that virus i think having that crowd behind them must have it certainly got the likes of mccarthy and jednat through if you look at poor poor jednat right at the end uh he could barely walk off the pitch uh, and you saw sick he did yeah absolutely. he did and no i say it looked like it wouldn't be sick but yeah i don't know if he actually was but then you look at paddy who um had who was interviewed post-match and he's just deathly pale and looks like he's going to fall over you just think these guys have you know, really, really sort of put themselves on the line there and, and needed that atmosphere to get them through. And that is, that's when people talk about the 12th man. That really was not like the 12th man uh, that we had in the game yesterday, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, <clears throat> but in terms of uh, sort of balance of play, really, I, I think it's fair to say, and, and again, I watched it back on, on Sky Plus when I got in because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> but and the balance of play certainly early on Cardiff came out and really put us under a lot of pressure with a lot of long throws and corners I mean God knows what the corner count was but we, we, you know we defended resolutely and started to get a, a foothold in the game and then there was a, you know a couple of moves that we played some really nice stuff but I think it's you know certainly we didn't have the lion's share of the possession but we did exactly what we set out to do they didn't have a, a huge number of chances so we certainly weren't you know, lucky in in the majority of what happened. There was a couple of deflected shots and things like that that went through, and then of course we'll we'll talk about the um, disallowed goal in the second half in a short while. But certainly, we'll, when we sort of uh, visit our goal, um, commentators on Sky quite rightly pointed out Aaron Bros had had four chances to, or it was the fourth chance for him to put a set piece in, um, and he and that he's been he's been on his way back to his very best. I think that's fair to say. Um, 
and what a ball it was. Great header by Jednak. Perhaps the keeper shouldn't have come for it, but then Gardner gets to head into an empty net and, 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 you know, and be the hero. And it's great to see him get a goal. I think it was his second in four years or something like that. But, um, How, that's about the same as Calvin, isn't it? Hang on a <laughs> second there. We love Calvin. <laughs> we, um, I know. I'm his biggest yeah. fan. You are, yeah. <laughs> Perhaps he should play centre back, but I mean, that's. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, what I was going to sort of say, really, uh, if you, if you sort of, well, the way we came out in the second half, we didn't, I mean, everyone's been very upset about us, uh, should we say, going on the back foot, I and mean, that's been the biggest criticism, the biggest criticism is we're not, we're not going and attacking teams, um, obviously we're doing very well considering that, and perhaps that's the reason, but um there was uh, the incident with the with the goal. I'm going to go to you, Ben, first with uh, the disallowed goal for Cardiff. What were your thoughts? Um, wasn't a corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I'll be honest. I, I don't think it was a foul on Speroni. I think uh, if if it was meant to, well, it was obviously it was given as a corner. If it wasn't given a corner, as a corner, then we wouldn't have had we wouldn't be able to have this debate in the first place. But it wasn't a foul on Speroni. I think the goal should have stood. But um, you know. All, all fair enough and more. It yeah. shouldn't have been a corner, so it shouldn't have been a goal. Yeah, I suppose. But uh, but what do you? I don't know. I mean, obviously, you can. If that had been given against Palace, what would your reaction? Yeah, we would have been. Yeah, yeah. we would have been shouting and screaming at the ref. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, I I'm sort of stuck. Obviously, I'm massively biased towards Palace and, and what have you. But I I I do think if that had gone in and we'd we'd end of that game one one, I personally I think that would have been the fair result. I'm not quite sure. I agree with with Dougie that we deserve the win. We, I, I think, effort wise and, and application in the circumstances, we certainly deserve the win. But Cardiff were a very, very good team, and certainly, I, I think, can count themselves unlucky not to get something. But that's where we are. You know, they didn't get their away goal. Um, we're, we're one nil up. We go to the Cardiff City Stadium with, uh, you know, a, a huge chance of getting to Wembley and. I mean, that, I don't even want to. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, but I mean, well, that'll be a, a fantastic occasion seeing us, you know, seeing little old Crystal Palace. <laughs> little old Crystal Palace. <laughs> Which we won't be for much longer, you know, obviously people will start to realise soon enough that, um, that we're a team on the up. But yeah, I mean, that, that will be an amazing experience. So let's. Let's talk a little bit about um, who, who your standout players were. We'll go to you first, Aaron. Um, standout place for me. It's it's quite difficult to choose actually. Um, I'm gonna go Yelenak because frankly, considering he he looked absolutely awful to play. I mean, how he played in the first place is a miracle, and the fact that he just answered the call straight away. But he, he didn't really do much wrong. I don't think only one or two passes went a bit astray. But he was in there, getting stuck in, making the runs, good passing all the time, and he's really starting to come good. And as soon as he gets over the scene, this will get better. So. For me, it's definitely Jedi. Okay, and uh, Ben, what about yourself? Mm, yeah, Jed, that was very good, actually. Obviously, he's a player that's come in for a lot of stick over the last few weeks, me included. I've said, you know, he's not, not brilliant with the ball at his feet, weak, like, weakest passer in the team and stuff like that. But I think now that he's playing more and more football in England, obviously, he was playing in Turkey before, and the pace is a lot slower. Now that he's starting to pick up the pace of the English game, he, he is coming good. Yeah, he had a fantastic game, as well as Gardner, I think, has to be up there, surely, for for Man of the Match and, and Paddy, all three of those players, they're the main three that had overcome the illness for the game, Paddy, Gardner and, and Jednak, and, and yeah, they all played fantastically well in the circumstances. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, uh, 
Dougie said in the sort of post-match interview described Gardner as, as his man of the match, and yeah, I can see, I can definitely see why. But I'd, I'd certainly go with with you guys, and, and I thought Jedanak, he, he showed what what we were expecting him to show straight away, perhaps unfairly. And it, I think having someone in the middle there who's not not scared to sort of get get his head on it. Um, but he, but what I'd say is he's start. I said it on on Homesdale, so apologies for repeating myself, but. He's starting to work really well with KG, uh, and KG's played played pretty well uh, yesterday against Leeds. Um, he's starting to to look more like his old self because he's you know he seemed to struggle with with his weight and with his fitness uh, with an injury pre-season as well. Uh, and, and you know he wasn't really the player that we signed. It was quite frustrating to see in some ways, but he's he's starting to get his foot. He's the one in the midfield now that. When that ball was sort of bobbling around, we're playing head tennis, which we've done for years. It drives me absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah. So, a quick game of head tennis, lads, for two minutes in the, in the middle. But he's he's one who'll just take a step back, let it drop onto his foot, and control it. And it makes a big difference, especially when you're you know you're hoofing the ball up there to try and relieve a bit of pressure, like we have been in in games of late. Uh, just trying to get you know clear, clear our lines, if you like. It's great to have him to be able to pick up one of those second or third sort of balls that have been knocked around in the air, get his foot on it and start spreading the play again. I think, I think we've, you know, we're very much that work in progress. I think uh, you know, that's the sort of signs that I, I like to see because it shows that we are starting to yeah. uh, get, get to Dougie's way of playing. Um, again, got people who, who listen to the Christmas show would have heard Clint, Clinton Morrison talking about the way he expects Dougie to play. And, and it does, it does, um, oh, hold on a second there. Bear with me one second, lads. This is exactly what I'm talking about, about when we talk about our professionalism. My computer that's currently broadcasting the show tried to restart itself for Windows updates. So that, that would have been good, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that that would have been yeah. absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Unbelievable. It will keep trying to do that throughout the uh, show, and that possibly keep might right. explain some problems you might be having if it starts cutting out. Apologies for that, and if we do disappear at any time, um, again, sorry, but... Uh, yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> you can all blame Mikey, our erstwhile producer. Someone called him to be sacked. I think it was Nick Gusset. Yeah. Well, I don't. Moving house, not got the internet, all these sorts of things. Lazy is what it is. Lazy. <laughs> so I was in. I was in full flow there talking about KG before my computer interrupted me. Um, he, yeah, he, he's very much looking like uh, the, the player we signed. But we're going to have a something of a embarrassment of riches. Well, apparently we keep going silent and then starting again. Mm. Babe. Babe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to stop getting distracted by it. We'll just have to keep soldiering on, and obviously you can pick us, pick things up in the podcast if you miss anything. But obviously, if things do cut out, just refresh the stream, and you should be okay. <laughs> Apologies, but I'm using two computers. I can't. They can't all be good. <laughs> we're getting through um, it. So I mean, in terms, yeah. So yeah, we are getting through it. So in terms of the, the midfield, we, like I say we start. When you think we got Williams to come back in to that as well, and, and Garvin, um, who, who a lot of people think should be starting, starting to look like a, an embarrassment of riches in there. Some really, but um, I think certainly that where we were talking earlier in the season, the midfield area was key to us sort of losing some games and not being quite good enough. It's now becoming key in us doing sort of doing the opposite and getting hold of games and, and turning things around. So to me, that shows progress, and I'm really, really happy to see that. Um, That's what we all want to see, isn't it? 
Yeah. Just keep on. We're starting to really start to push on now, which is which is nice considering what we've been through the past couple of years. Absolutely. And oh yeah, listen. I mean, we're not going to get ahead of ourselves. It's going to be it's going to be difficult, but uh, certainly, I think everyone will take will take what will take in this at this stage now. And I say, if we get to Wembley and finish mid table, I'll be over the moon to use a football cliche. <laughs> um, what I'm going to do now, while we're actually on, I'm going to I'm going to read a few of the emails. Obviously, you guys, uh, you guys, Ben and Aaron, that is, cannot uh, see these, and I'm not going to risk sending them to you. So I'll uh, I'll just read that. <laughs> so if you could just listen and respond, um, okay. Uh, the first email is from Jerry. Uh, hi, Jerry. Thanks for contacting us again, good man. Um, it says hi, Chris and Co. Good week at Selhurst. Uh, so-called expert said Cardiff would beat us in SE25, and it didn't happen. Julian played in goal with. Uh, Dougie op- opting to field his strongest side against the Bluebirds. I'd have taken a 1-0 uh, <laughs> to Cardiff if someone offered it before the game. I think that's fair enough. Um, in fact, I would have jumped in the air if I believed um, what I read before this duel. Uh, without counting our eaglets, <laughs> we've given <laughs> ourselves a real chance of making our first Wembley appearance in this competition. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if our wing-backs can get forward, we can retain the ball in the manner we... Uh, managed to do so against Leeds before Sean was sent off not conceding an early goal we can get to Wembley uh, absolutely uh, and and certainly if we can keep 11 men on the pitch you, you're right we'll, uh, we'll have a good uh, good chance of, of <laughs> not conceding time. yeah um, his last comment there which is something I, I was sort of touched on earlier and totally agree with it uh, he says Darren Ambrose looked lively against Leeds absolutely looks looks a really you know he's actually someone someone uh, behind me made a pretty good comment um asking if the someone had let the the air out the tires of the defender that he sprinted past because we don't see darren <laughs> sprint it's, he's not the fastest player no, is he? But, but but he well he had a he had a turn of pace yesterday it was something something to behold so i'm i'm really encouraged because if we got him firing on all cylinders we are a really really good side we really are imagine if we had the darren who scored 20 odd goals huh? yeah where he's the table he is looking like you can see him dribbling past people i don't know if you remember in, again in the cardiff game we um he went for he actually, about three, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, he dribbled yeah. it from the edge of our penalty area and, just, and actually ended up having a, I don't know, it was, it was a shot, I think it was in the end. But yeah, him running the length of the pitch is fantastic to see. Nice see to him see, in full yeah. flow. I think he's really benefited. He's been managed correctly. I think obviously he's wanted to play more, but I think like, he's been very smart there and thought, well, you know what? I'm going to get a bit of hunger back in you. I'm going to get you, you know, I'm going to get you to the point where you're fed up with missing games. <laughs> also, also get you to a point where you know you're you, mentally or you're, you're, you know you're you're aware that you're physically capable. You know because obviously it's yeah. the injury to his knee that's been the problem. Um, it's getting him uh, psyched up, isn't it? That's it what is. you need to do. You need to and get I, him really going. And I think obviously the main thing for him was that goal up at Old Trafford because it got a lot of attention back on him. Got a lot of you know he's got another song about him now. Yeah. Uh, about you know, and it's it's all which is amazing, things. by the way. I love it. That is, song. It is a great <laughs> it is. song, isn't it? And the whole the whole ground sings it as well, which is yeah. one of, one of those rare things. No, it's fantastic. I mean, he him confident and you know got full of belief in in his his own fitness and being able to get through those games and being worth a place every single week. And you know, it's great to see him. And I really think that he is he is key to the rest of our season and how far we go. But anyway, just to finish Jerry's email, he says, and Julian, well, he's gaining ground on historical the historical John Jackson's my favourite goalkeeper. Am I seeing a gradual minimal increase in our, in the home parts of our ground? Uh, there's certainly a bigger interest, I think, uh, in from from people coming to games. Um, I don't know. I really don't. It's 
it's a strange one. I'd certainly be interested to talk to the club about it, the, the next ticketing thing. Because, you know, obviously everyone struggled, not just us, everyone struggled to keep attendances up. And we've had some very, very low attendances this season. But when you, you know, when you look at the recent games and the recent runs that we've had, and obviously the cut run is a massive plus point, decent attendance against Leeds yesterday, although. You know, in the days gone by, it would have been hard to get a ticket. So it's a—I don't know—it's a difficult one, really. We've sort of talked to to Steve Parrish about it over Christmas, and I think he he'd looked at the similar figures to, to me in in that we haven't had you know a full Selhurst since since we we're in the Premiership, really. And yeah. it's nice to see. I think people, games like the Cardiff game, I said, I said afterwards, will keep, will do more for. El- you can make all these discounts. You can you know buy one get one free on tickets. Whatever you want to do. Having games like that where Sellers is rammed full of people, it's an absolutely sensational atmosphere. It's in the semi-final of a domestic cup competition. You know, it's still a big cup. Well, you know, it's it was really big cup when you're still in it at this stage. It's nice to see the old girl fall. Yeah, it, it is, and those and those people <laughs> and those people will will want to come back, won't they? But, yeah, you know, the, the the youngsters will think. I heard people on the way back from uh, from I went back to the. Back to the station after the game, and I heard people who were clearly had been dragged along, like um, with the rest of their family or with some friends and things like that. Some yeah. people who were clearly rugby fans saying, "Well, that's you know, <laughs> that's that's a different atmosphere than we get." If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. At the rugby, I really enjoyed myself. You know, definitely my favourite set of fans. All those sorts of comments I heard on the way back, and it was, in some ways, you know, those are the sort of fans that get the Mickey taken out of them. You know, the day trippers yeah. when you're talking about away games, or you know, the plastics people call them as well. But that's that's the future. Those are the people you've got to get. You've got to get them bitten with that Palace bug, so they so they want to come back. It's not that so difficult to get that, is it? No, it's not. It only takes one game to, to yeah. ruin your your life effectively. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I just, I, and that's all it all it is really for me. For me, it was for a lot of people saw it as a negative and, and were talking like, you know, we're not going to get that at Leeds, and where were the rest of them? And I, and I do feel that way in some respects, but I think a lot of people uh, just. Uh, 
I think they fail to see that that's that's how you build a, a fan base, and it's so it's comforting to know that they're actually there. Uh, ben, you had a comment. Mm, yeah, completely random point about about Jerry's email. We spoke about uh, the wing backs getting forward. I think that is one thing that we missed um, on Tuesday against Cardiff. Obviously, we have Ramage in at right back, mm. who I think is is a perfectly good replacement for Klein. But obviously, he's he's a lot less attacking than Klein is, and I think. When we go away to to the Cardiff City Stadium, I think that's one thing that that we'll enjoy having back is is Klein's pace and and forward thinking down the right hand side. Obviously, we've got Dumboya now as well, who who is I hear a naval replacement. Obviously, we'll talk more about him in the, yeah, the yeah. lead review. Yeah, but it's a subject. I think yeah. yeah, I think definitely against Cardiff at the away leg, we'll see a lot more attacking prowess from from our wing backs. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. Um, I. I'm gutted to see that Ramage is back at QPR now in, in a lot of ways. And again, I've said I've said on here in the past, it's, it's his attitude that impresses me. I think he's a good centre back myself. Um, you know, he's he's been sketchy in that position, and he, again, he's been sketchy at right back. But I think it's just one of those he never let us down. He's passionate the, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, it's the effort. Yeah, he's reliable. When you get a when you get a lone player in, the one sort of thing you worry about is it's not their club that they're going to care, and you know that he he cared, and you only have to look at his comments on Twitter to see that he absolutely loved it at Palace, and I think given the chance, if he doesn't have a place at QPR, you know he would absolutely love to come back here, and I and I wouldn't be unhappy to see him, but we'll talk about Dunbar in a bit, but I, yeah, he's yeah he's a very very good player, so uh, who knows? Oh, let me just stop my thing restarting again. <laughs> <laughs> professionalism uh, gonna be beyond a, anything else going to be a feature of the rest of the show I'm afraid um, <laughs> <clears throat> ok well look, that's that's the Cardiff game sort of out of the way if you like um, again I think that's one that will stay on my Sky Plus for a while just to uh, remind me uh, well <laughs> well maybe maybe after the away leg it won't I don't I don't really know but I'm hoping to keep a collection all the way to the final <laughs> of the games that are actually shown so um, that's yeah that's going pretty well at the moment so um, but yeah fantastic day out and, and really uh, sort of sums the way this club is going under, under Dougie Freeman it really sums us up I think yeah I'm very very happy to have uh, to have been there and, and witnessed that I think it's a, it a big moment in, in Crystal Palace's recent history that for me Um I just want to pick up on one thing. We had an email in from Ian Lyons. Um, he said, they're glad to see you get over the got over the technical hitches. Not quite, Ian, to be honest with you. We're working on it. It's, 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 yeah, I'm, I haven't got much hair and it's grey anyway. But, <laughs> yeah, after this, I don't know what's gonna, what it's going to look like. But, I'm, yeah, if I had any hair, I would be pulling it out. Uh, he said, I just wondered what each of your thoughts are as to how we approach the game at Cardiff is a good point. Uh, personally, I'd like to see us start with the usual formation, having two defensive midfielders to soak up the inevitable early onslaught. But I'd like to see us push one of these, brackets KG, into the middle of the park and have a go at them. This, for me, would relieve the pressure on us and also gives us a great chance to pick passes through the midfield, aiding support for Murray. If we stick to the normal formation, I can see it being like the Alamo for 90 minutes, and our chances of winning seriously diminishing as a result. Thoughts? Um, I'll give my thoughts first, and then you can, you can have a go, guys. Um, I, I worry about what, what will happen if we open ourselves out. I think we, we should retain the option to do what you said if we need a goal. I, I don't know. See, I'm starting to disagree with myself immediately because I think, I think the key thing actually is if we get a goal, they've got to score three. And that's a huge thing to, to, be, to achieve. 
you know, certainly against us, we, we don't concede three that often. You know, I think Leicester did it to us not too long ago. But uh, you know, I can kind of, I can see the absolute logic in what you're saying. Like it's going to be some, it's going to be a bit of a cat and mouse game. I think. I think certainly they're going to apply pressure at times. Um, and if we manage to keep eleven men on the pitch, I, I don't think that they'll be able to be entirely doing that. I think it plays into the way that we operate at the moment. We play on the break. Uh, I was talking to some of the Blackpool fans um, earlier on. I was on, on their podcast recording a little bit with them. I was talking to them about the fact that they're an attacking side. He said, you know, they don't really defend that well. And I said, well, that plays exactly into how we work. We we soak up pressure, hit on the break. Um, if we do that in, at Cardiff, we've got a good chance. But we shouldn't ever lose sight of, of what happened when we were up, up there in the league. Uh, it's a different game in the cup. It, you know, it's a different mentality, if you like. But when we were up there, we were well beaten. Um, we're a better side now. I promise you that because you know I, I've been through every single game, and we are a better side. We've progressed since that point. Um, but tactically, I don't want to see us doing too much different. It will be horrible to watch. But as was the last ten minutes at, at Old Trafford, and as squeaky bum cheek time. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> mate. <laughs> um, guys, tactically, what do you, Ben? Do you, do you see us uh, working any differently? Mm. What I think we should do and what I think we will do are two completely different things, <laughs> I think, Chris. Um, I think we'll we'll play more defensive than we should. I think we should go there as though it was a normal game and, and play 4-4-2 and, and not defend, try and get another goal because another goal is what we need. Um, if, I mean, if we get an early goal, go 1-0 up, I think we'll be fine. But but leaving it 0-0 the whole game is, is mm. going to put us under a lot of pressure. And inevitably, even if we do try and play attacking, I think it will it will get steadily more and more defensive as we... We start worrying and getting more nervous. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know what we should do technically. I think just stick to the normal game plan, normal yeah, um, league game. I'll, I'll settle for all everyone on the goal line for ninety minutes. Uh, I think <laughs> Serial Thriller came up with a great idea about two people lying horizontally balanced on everyone else's heads. <laughs> I think it was him anyway. If, you know, hopefully, he's written that into Dougie and we can sort that out. I don't. I just don't care how we do it. I don't think we should try and do anything out that we're not. We're not comfortable with doing. If you know what I mean. Uh, do you, Aaron, any any other comments? Um, I think we need to go out first, as soon as the whistle goes. We need to go out there and we need to really attack. We need to get that second goal. That's what we need to do. I think if we can get that second goal, you never know. You know, we scored against Leeds in the first six. If we can do that, then we can start to sit back and play our normal game. But to be honest, I can see Doogie going there, setting up defensively and hitting on a break, which when we do. We need to make sure we take those chances, but I'm yeah. pretty sure our defence will hold hold pretty well. And um, you know, if we can keep a clean sheet, that'll be right, which I'm sure we can do. That's a really good point, Aaron. You you make about taking our chances because they will. We will get you know even if we set up you know ultra defensive, we yeah. will have you know two or three chances in that game. And if we take one of those, because I mean, that's what Cardiff would be kicking themselves about. They you know they had they had chances. Well, they were restricted, weren't they, to outside the 18-yard yeah. box. That's all they, they had. They, they were indeed. And I'll tell you, if you see the form that uh, Speroni's in at the moment, I mean, the, we'll talk about it in a second, the save, double save yesterday. It was. Uh, they completely ignored it on the BBC, as you'd expect, but I've never sure. seen anything like it. Sensational. But that's, yeah, that's our little thought tactically. Basically, we don't know and we're scared. <laughs> <laughs> we are absolutely ourselves. Um, okay, the next, next uh, few emails are about... Um, about Leeds, I believe. Oh, we've also got Nick Gusset there as well. Who? Um, <laughs> Evening chaps and Hambly Wambly, he starts with. I'm just going to quickly read blah, 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 ref, blah, 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 family stand. All right, okay, this is about Leeds. We'll pick up Nick's email in a little bit, which is 
which is ideal. Thank you, Nick. Right, chaps. Well, Benjamin, you obviously weren't at the Leeds game. Yeah. Um, did you listen to it at all? No, no. Just getting texts from my dad who'd nicked my season ticket. Oh, okay. Hang on, he'd nicked your season ticket, did yeah, he move nah. it? Yeah, because yeah, you took other friends as well. That's probably oh, a story for that. off-air though, Chris, to be honest. Is it? Well, no, I get not, angry. It's not, interesting. Get... <laughs> it's not interesting enough. Yeah, but I get on. angry when you move the season ticket that you're next to me. It makes me feel <laughs> slighted. Why didn't your dad move it next to me? <laughs> well, I'll apologise for this ramble. <laughs> Sorry, you're right, that should be off-air. But then it will be off-air. <laughs> anyway, let me uh, regain my composure. So... Palace won, Leeds won. Um, let's, we'll start with the positives at first. We, we came out of the blocks in that game and we were playing some really nice football. We were attacking. We dominated Leeds. We got an early goal, which was a fantastic finish by Martin. Perhaps a little bit lucky with, with some work with Mambros on the right-hand side. Uh, but also it's good work early on, earlier on uh, by Dumbaya. Uh, and yeah, got, got through to Martin. Brilliant shot, drilled into the bottom corner and fantastic stuff we're looking brilliant you know then suddenly there's a few little early warning signs you sort of scandal put in put in a, a fair, completely fair challenge it probably was a fail you know in the first few minutes there about 10 minutes in something like that it was in, it was pretty innocuous but and then then the yellow car comes out and you're thinking well that's that's a bit stupid maybe it's over there on the touchline i didn't really see it that well from the homesdale maybe you know maybe it was uh maybe it was a bit late i don't know it seemed it seemed a harsh decision uh, and then, you know, Leeds sort of rallied a bit and were starting to get more and more decisions, which it was, gave them a bit of confidence. And they started to, you know, they were being their, their usual Leeds selves, rolling around injured when, when any kind of a tackle came in and sort of punching Chris Martin in the back of the head and all that sort of stuff and on the blind side of the ref. And the officials just weren't smart enough to see it. And it started to, you could see it started to frustrate our guys and... It, you know, so it was starting to build a bit of frustration in the crowd long before Sean's going to got a second yellow. And when that when that second yellow came, I mean, all it was was he was you know he's running back to make a challenge. There's a couple of lads there. I'm not convinced he even made contact. I mean, the, a couple of the guy next to me said it. You know, to be fair, that was a yellow if he's made contact there. I couldn't really see if he did make contact. The ball seemed to divert, then the player seemed to fall. I I, I just don't know, but. If the earlier decision's not given as a yellow, it's an easy one, you know. But even then, I think both are, both are harsh yellow cards. And to not use common sense and, and to apply... You know, the best referees keep it out of the limelight. They, they don't make stupid decisions. And if they do make a decision earlier on, like, like they did with Sean Scannell, which was clearly to try and stamp a mark on the game, you don't then back that up with a stupid decision later on you you know you let him get away with that you give him a warning how many times do you see the top referees go up to a player and say look this is your last one if you admit you do it you again you're in, yeah, you yeah you got not, to send you off it's it, for me it, there's no management there he's just been a moron that, that, and that's a polite word for him um <laughs> i'll be using some more impolite more words later on as the round continues but mm-hmm. i think i mean he's clear he's not spoken to scanner at any point really and in, in properly he's 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 decided he's going to book him, then giving him a lecture, and then couldn't wait to send him off. Uh, and I wish that was the end of it. I wish that was the... He'd made a stupid decision, and, you know, he, he then refereed the rest of the game impartially, but he didn't. He, he responded to the negativity from the crowd with breathtaking arrogance, you know? The guy yeah. was just... He, he had absolutely no intention of giving us anything unless he had to. 
Uh, there was a very strong penalty shout with a Chris Martin being holed down in the area. Uh, that literally every 50-50, if it was a Leeds challenge that caused a foul, it, you'd be lucky we got the foul. And, you know, a lot of people moan about referees every single week and get frustrated. And then at the end of the game, they'll all say, yeah, well, you know, oh, yeah, I was annoyed, but it's, you know, it's normal for referees. This guy was out of, out of the ordinary. Um, yeah. It, it, was, it was absolutely disgusting, I have to say. It's it's a shame. Yeah, go on, Aaron. It's a shame because referees are... The majority of them, I can say, are good refs. The majority of them are the top. I know a few people who are referees, but some of them, they just really need to... I don't know, it's almost like they need a personality check. That's the problem. Their, their ego is getting in the way of them properly refing a game. You know, they'll see a challenge and they think, right, that's that. And they can keep that mentality for the rest of the game, saying, this is how this team's playing. If they're going to be like this, I'm going to book them for whatever. But can I just ask, when Scannell went in for that second tackle... Yeah. What was the player's reaction who got tackled? Well, to be honest with you, that that occasion very little. Uh, the first the first booking, he rolled around the place, you know, screaming and shouting. I think it was Andros Townsend, uh, boo ex Millwall, boo Tottenham, boo. <laughs> but I think I think he, you know he he definitely worked, you know looked to get Scannell booked. But I don't think that was the case. I think I think before the player could even finish falling over from the from the challenge, I think the ref had already yeah. taken the red card out and got himself a good erection going there. <laughs> can I can I interject quickly? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you probably should. I've looked at the uh, I've looked at the second yellow on the BBC highlights quite a bit, and uh, Scannell doesn't win the ball, but he doesn't take much to the man either. So I think at most it is a foul. It's definitely definitely not a yellow card. But I think one thing that that we can see from looking at it is that he, the player's going away from away from goal and Dumboye is there to to kind of clear up. So it was unnecessary to make any kind of challenge. And I think that the player when running knew that Dumboye was going to nick the ball off him. And went down a lot easier than, than maybe you should have done, but definitely, definitely not yellow. Yeah, I think that, uh, that's a fair point, Ben. And like you say, you, you've got to be objective about things. And, and you know, like you say, when you look at that in the cold light of day, it's a foul. And I think we can, you know, we can live with that. Uh, I think I to give you one other example of the sort of sort of things that we had to deal with yesterday, and there are countless. Uh, the referee played an advantage uh, in a situation where Leeds had the ball, uh, were driving centrally towards the edge of our penalty area. Uh, the ball was knocked through, uh, and a player fouled, well, or ran over a leg, depending on how you saw it. But basically, there was a foul on the edge of the area, but the referee waved play on and allowed Leeds to play the ball out to the uh, left-hand edge of the penalty area, where they had a chance. It was a good shot, went wide. Uh, because it went wide, <laughs> went wide, the referee then called it back for the foul. That's not the advantage rule. The, no. advantage, the advantage was given and taken. It wasn't that he had played advantage and then thought, oh, there is no advantage. There was an advantage. They got completely free on the edge of the box and they had a, un, you know, an unblocked shot of goal that, that they managed to hit wide. They had the advantage. You wouldn't pull it back if that ball went in, so you don't pull it back. And it's that kind of ineptitude that is it's stunning to see. You just think this... And, you know, everyone's done a lot of research since uh, on, on Mr. David Coote. Um who has various Facebook pages set up in his honor? Um, right. and an interesting, uh, um, uh, rate your ref 
a website. If you, <laughs> if you Google Rate Your Ref and look up Mr. Coote, you can see some uh, interesting comments throughout the season where he's I'm do that. thoroughly stunned <laughs> uh, various different clubs. The guy needs to be struck off the referees list immediately and never allowed to referee another game of football. <laughs> if I ever see him in this... No, I won't say that. <laughs> can, I, can I read a couple? Yeah, yeah. On, uh, on the 1st of March 2011, he, he refereed Hartlepool-Huddersfield and uh, he was, I quote, embarrassing. And then somebody else, as a neutral, visiting this game at, with a Hartlepool fan. I can only agree that was hilariously shocking. That's one there. Sure. <laughs> I mean, that's generous, to be honest. I mean, I, I was unable to stop myself swearing about him uh, even hours after the game. I can't, <laughs> just can't express what it's like to have a game. It was, I mean, the game was ruined. I, think, I don't think a Leeds, any Leeds fans would, would claim otherwise. I don't think they even the slightest bit. They wouldn't have, you know, obviously they wouldn't have turned down the points. They, they would recognise that they, were, they weren't in that game, 11 v 11, really. Um, although, like I say, they had a, I'll talk about a positive thing. They had a great chance. Um, it was a shot from the edge of the area that Jules saved brilliantly. But then the rebound that came in, um, sort of, well, was just sort of drilled into the bottom. It was actually a curl, sort of a little curler one into the bottom corner. And how he got himself up and, and tipped that around the post, I'll never know. Was, I mean, he's a hero. He's, well, exactly. He, I know he's your hero as well, specifically. He's my hero. But, but I mean, to still be amazing Palace fans now, we've, you know, you'd think we've seen everything with Jules, but, but we haven't. You know, he's still got, he's still getting better. He's still got, more to show us and it's it's, it's too, just fantastic it? yeah he's getting on a bit and starting to lose it but it just seems to be getting better strange well, for, for a goalkeeper you know he's he's got five or six years in him at the very least yeah, at, at the top level um so i mean yeah for that that's a real positive and and the other positive of course is is that with 10 men we held out and and to be honest we, if we'd got any decisions at all uh we could really we could have we still could have won that game Thing we, we you know we had a lot of pressure and until they brought Snodgrass on they didn't really threaten it in any major way and uh, and he made the difference for them and got the goal and it was a, it was a scrappy goal and you think that you're defending like heroes and you know putting your body on the line and you can see the scrappy goal like that it was a little frustrating and, yeah I mean but it's just one of those isn't it I mean you can't you can't be too upset when you when your team has done what it has just you know has done what you've just seen um, I, I'm you know I was I was proud of them. But I, I couldn't help but walk away from that game, you know, absolutely furious. Uh, I had to, you know, I had to go and, uh, and see some friends in London. But I mean, I, I I had to go and I was forced forced by Aston to go and have a drink in the players' lounge, um, and then another drink in the players' lounge, and then go to the cherry trees after, and then ang- make my <laughs> friends angry. Um, so I didn't turn up till very late and missed the food. Anyway, <laughs> um, but while, while, I, while I remember, I would like to mention something about young Aston. Uh, hopefully a few of you listening know who he is. Uh, he has phoned in a few times. Uh, we were in the beer garden of the cherry trees, and uh, Aston was smoking a cigarette, dirty man. Uh, he finished <laughs> his cigarette, and he turned around, volleyed it, and shouted Jedinak at the top of his voice. <laughs> and then his shoe detached itself from his foot and just flew across <laughs> the cherry tree's beer garden. One of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. Really cheered me up <laughs> after the game. Uh, certainly lessened the anger at the referee. So, um, yes, thought I'd share that with... Uh, Why Jedinak? Why? Uh, I don't know. I think he was remembering the shot against Birmingham. Birmingham? Yeah, that's the only thing I can think. But, yeah. Uh, there was a... Uh, I'm not sure what nationality it was, but it was a sort of a foreign gentleman, shall we say, in the beer garden. <laughs> he, 
nearly got hit by the shoe, but he was uncontrollable <laughs> laughter for a good 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, dear. I thought I'd share that, lighten the mood a little bit. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, I left that game disappointed, and, and I, the referee, he was a disgrace, an absolute disgrace, and there'll be plenty of um, stuff for you to read on both the BBS and the Homesdale if you want to share your anger still. Um, but but I mean the moral victory in that game was ours. Eleven v eleven, we would have won that game. No, absolutely no doubt of that. Uh, and it's just a shame. It's a shame we didn't uh, didn't do it. I'm just going to uh, pick up on. Uh, got an email in from Mrs. Gungadin and also Bambi. No, no. Oh, it's God, disgusted of Tunbridge. Yeah. Disgusted of Tunbridge Wells here. How on earth that joke of a ref can be called a ref? I've never been so annoyed at a game in three years. Was he paid by Leeds? Is his mother a donkey and his father a horse? Because he said, <laughs> an ass, 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 ass. Thank God we draw. Drawed? Drewed? Oh, I don't know how he's done that. Thank God it was a draw. <laughs> Otherwise, I think it would have been a riot. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, if we conceded a late goal there, could have seen a pitch invasion and all sorts. Could have got nasty. But I mean, it's horrible. Absolutely horrible. Uh, also got an email in from Graham saying, glad Aaron was able to make use of the ticket, which was nice of him. Um, only heard a little of the radio commentary, but he's uh, just got around to watching the BBC highlights, which are probably misleading in the terms of share of play and chances. Thought we deserved our win. Um, we can definitely get a result in Cardiff. Just hope we don't sit back on our lead. Uh, only got to yesterday, listen to the, yesterday's game, but it sounded like the referee had a significant influence on the result. Well, hopefully you've just heard my... Uh, my minor rant, I've got much, much more, to be quite honest with you, but I'm going to hold back, and, you know, that can become an ulcer at some point. Uh, his only blessing is that Scanner will be available for the second leg of the card, if it absolutely will. Uh, and the Blackpool lads were very, very happy to hear that Scanner was suspended. I think he had a very good game against them at home. Well, that's, that's what they were telling me. It's a long while ago. My brain doesn't remember. Um, and he says he hopes to uh, catch up with you for a beer sometime, Aaron. I'll uh, be at the Brighton and Donny games. If you will, if you can get another free ticket, you will. I expect. I'm actually, I'm actually <laughs> going to the Brian game. I'll have you know. Yeah. Did you pay for your ticket? Watch it. I am actually. Yeah, right, weird. <laughs> it is weird, but you know, watch it, Chris. Anyway, thanks for those emails. If you get a chance to get to any more, we'll do. Let me just stop that restarting. <laughs> <laughs> Windows uh, update. All right, well, look, we, we can leave the Leeds game there. Only just, you know, obviously, I've, there's there's a lot of. Uh, spleen to vent on that one um, but really it, it was a good point it was a point well won in the circumstances and I have to say I think the players will be will be probably just as angry as us I certainly caught some comments reported by there was certainly Chris Martin in the post-match interview was uh, was a little upset with the ref and I think um, Terry over at redandbluearmy.co.uk spoke to Glenn Murray who was a little bit less than than happy as well so i can't remember the exact comments it's probably good that i can't i'm not sure how repeatable they are but um yeah yeah i think i think we had a we had a situation there where we were very very hard done by and still came out came away with a point so it's a lot of positives there and of course the, the positive of uh Dumbayo right back we'll have a quick chat about him now um he is quick and and for want of a an easier way of summing it up he he would be a very, very good replacement for Klein uh, if we lose Klein at the end of the season, which is very, very likely, or if we lose him in this January transfer window. Don't expect to do that. Don't expect to lose anyone, really. But um, and, uh, and also a word for, for Paul McShane as well. Not the one from Heidi High. <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. But he um, obviously will be remembered for scoring uh, Brighton's winner in a 1-0 victory at Sellers not that long ago. Um, but he came off the bench and was excellent at right back. He, uh, Dumbaya looked to have got himself into a little bit of an injury or something like that. 
or maybe uh, Dougie decided that he wanted a bit more height at the back in the in the circumstances. Whatever he decided, McShane came on absolutely no nonsense and pretty uh, extensive tackles down there in the in the right back position. Won a lot in the air. Um, had a good turn of pace as well. So it's one another one of those where you, you know all that all that sort of slagging off people did on the sort of uh, transfer threads and all the stuff said by his former clubs about how rubbish he is. You know, you've got to judge people how they play in the shirt, you know. Um, certainly at, at our club our club now, because the coaching staff make, have made a huge difference to a number of players yeah. by just giving them the right things to do. If you if you listen to Dumbaya's interview on, on Palace Player, he talks about how, you know, we do passing drills at Palace that they don't do at Doncaster, and that the team spirit's really good. Unlike Doncaster, he didn't. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think he deliberately uh, set out to be damning. I think you know. I think he's got a lot of respect for the club he's at, obviously. But I think it was just. It was quite telling that he was. It, we're a very different environment, and you know, and everyone's pulling in the right direction. Yeah, nice uh, but, see. yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I, I would like to see us buy and buy. He's. He, I think. I mean, we've been told by Doncaster fans that he can. He can play on the wit, and he's probably better as a winger. And I've heard that about many players before. Um, We've got enough wingers. It's not yet. We haven't. <laughs> not uh, left. We haven't actually. Anyway, <clears throat> but yeah, certainly as a as a right back, he he defended really well, and and he had that pace and that energy to get forward. So, I think you know from someone we hadn't really heard of other than um, when he played excellently last season for Doncaster at Zellers. I think that's a that's an absolute gem if we can try and get hold of him. I think he's out of contract at the end of the season. Maybe that's a possibility. Let's hope okay. so. <laughs> Um, okay, well, we're, we're not going to be on too much longer, um, but we're going to have a quick look ahead to the Blackpool game. All I've got really written down on this, guys, is is that I have been on the Seasiders podcast today. What did I learn? Hey. What do I ever learn is the question. <laughs> um, they're, they're sort of, we, we had a quick chat, really, about um, the, uh, Matty Phillips. They mentioned that uh, when, when John Aspinall came and talked to us ahead of the, ahead of the Blackpool game at, at home, uh, we asked him about Matty Phillips, and at the time, um, Phillips was very much out of form. But uh, he's a very dis- different prospect now. He's had a couple of hat tricks in the last few weeks. Um, he's, Strong. you know, he's looking a really fine player. I have to say, the other Phillips worries me as well, Kevin. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter how old he is, he always seems to be a real pain against us. So, um, but we, we again, we talked about just a few little bits about sort of playing style and, and how the game is likely to go. I had a quick look through their results before speaking to him um, and I was struck by the number of two all draws have a look I'm telling you I've got to have a look through Blackpool's results it's absolutely insane <laughs> I've just had a look at that actually, yeah. two, one um, thing that I noticed as well they haven't lost at home since October have, have you seen their uh, goals against at uh, home against their goals against away it's no. eight goals conceded all, all season at home 25 conceded yeah. away <laughs> um, yeah. yeah so obviously we could expect a team that's strong at home. Their thoughts were before before I sort of talk to them. They, their thoughts were that they would sit. They would be a team that would just attack and rely on scoring more goals than us. We don't score many, so I think that's probably a fair tactic. But but from what they're saying, they will play into our hands tactically. In that they will come at us. They won't think too much at the back. And if we play on the break, they said the teams that are successful against them are teams that play on the break and have some pace up up top. So you know we, we haven't got Scannell, but. Wolf Zaha, um, you know, he, he could be absolutely key in that game. So uh, they did some score predictions with me. They they all expect to win the game by uh, by a goal or two. Um, I, I told them I reckon we'll beat them 2-1. I'm not sure I really believe that. 
But um, I was tempted to go for 2-2, considering the number of times it happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we, we've got nothing to be fearful of, other than the fact that I have to get up at 5 in the morning to um, to get to that one. So, um, yeah, again, we, we shouldn't. We can beat any team in this league on our day, and, and I th- don't think we've got anything to worry about there. Uh, anything you want to add on that, lads? You can say no. Can we predict? Yeah, you can. What do you reckon? Okay. Well, I've been looking at the results, and I've seen they've they've beaten Leeds five 0 at Leeds, and they've beaten Middlesbrough three 0 at, at their place. So I'm going to go four 0 Palace. Um, I just f***ing <laughs> love Doctor Who. Result that would be that'd yeah. be a corker. Aaron, you going to top that? I'm going to top. I'm going to go five one. Uh, okay. You can got very late and so very very rough today. But that's yeah. another story. I didn't even know we were talking about the Blackpool game. Smack bottom. I going to score hat trick. I put it. I put it in the show plan, man. You should, yeah. It's, did it's you? Just tucked away at the bottom. Yeah. Um, before we go, I'm just going to press a few buttons just because I've got the opportunity to do so. Let's have. Um, let's see. Let's have that. I just love Doctor Who. That, that was Albert's Doctor Who thing. Um, <laughs> Um, and, and now we're going to have we can't no shh quiet I'm going to hit one more <laughs> very, very, very rough today but that's another story um, but, uh, I'm really hoping people can hear that random button pressing on there you go. that's my final random button pressing well, that, <laughs> that's ridiculous because we can't hear it oh, but, yeah. but, but, apparently but, can. but you can listen to it on the podcast I will, I'll, that's don't a reason for me to download you don't have to wait to Tuesday. I have to put the podcast up, and I only remember how to do it now, so I'll do it now. <laughs> oh, excellent. I might not do it now. I can't oh. remember how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I've just lied to you completely. Anyway, don't, don't do that. thanks for today, chaps. Uh, can I say a big thank you to uh, to Aaron and Ben for joining me today, particularly you, Ben, because you didn't want to really, did you? Well, let's, no, let's not. Let's not dwell on, <laughs> on that. I I've just had a uh, meal. I'm yeah, I, I haven't mentioned why you're ill, have I? No, you haven't. Are you going to now or are you going to leave no, it? I'm going to save it. Okay. Uh, for another time. <laughs> and um, uh, Obviously, yeah, and thanks to every single one of you that has listened. Uh, obviously, if you missed anything because of this stupid setup we've got, uh, you can pick it up on the uh, podcast, um, which should be out any time from now till Tuesday, depending on when I actually remember what to do. Um could be interesting. Okay, so... Um, can I have one more thing? Yeah, of course you can. Just quickly before we go, just want to say the work that, that Chris has put in today has been phenomenal because we haven't got a producer and he's doing everything. the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect order mcdelivery now on the mcdonald's app you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.